0: You're listening to TechNest, the PropTech podcast. In each episode, you'll hear from PropTech founders, investors, and industry veterans on how they're using tech to change the way we buy, sell, and invest in real estate. Discover market opportunities, interesting data, growth tactics, and trends driving the industry forward. This isn't just another podcast about making money in real estate. This is about how we live. And now your host, Nate Smoyer.
1: Hey, Christine. Welcome to the show.
2: Thanks, Nate. Happy to be here.
1: Glad to have you here. I feel like, for me, this is a long time coming because <laughs> I have had... Uh, I've ha- I created an initial like prospect list for prop tech companies of who I wanted on my show. And this goes back to when I started, this was in 2018. And now this list is, is, is like over like 1500 companies long, but Rhino is probably in the first hundred has to be in the first hundred at least. And it just, it, we haven't made it happen. We finally made it happen. This is exciting.
2: We're here and I'm honored top hundred. We'll, we'll take it. (laughs)
1: Well, uh, for everyone listening here, I've got Christine Brown. She's the vice president of partner success at Rhino. Rhino is a leader in the space, providing unique alternatives uh, to the standard security deposits. Uh, They do that by way of an insurance policy, thus reducing the cash necessary out of pocket from renters to secure an apartment. Let's kind of back up and start about, uh, let's talk through that problem here just a little bit. What is the the big problem that rhino has set out to solve for
2: great place to start. Definitely. And I think you had a really good setup. Uh, moving is hard. And I I mean that in a very general sense, moving is hard. Renting is much, much harder. I think we all have rented or definitely know somebody who has rented or is renting. And if you pile renty being really hard, that's finding the right place, the right neighborhood, maybe you're looking for schools, you're looking for movers. There's a lot involved And financially, it's such a burden for people. And so how we started at Rhino was to really just make the renting experience easier and starting with making it easier financially. There are cash deposits across the country. Different cities have different rules, right? But they can range from $99 to move into the new home that you found to $10,000 or more if you're in a big city to move into the home you found. And it's just such a barrier to move into this new home in the neighborhood, all the work you've done to find where you want to be such a barrier to get in to that place. And so Rhino exists to remove that barrier. By instead of paying a cash security deposit or a traditional deposit to move into this new home, you get to buy an insurance policy with us instead. It's great for the renter because you pay a small monthly premium just as you would for any other insurance that you have, car insurance, for example. Um, but for the landlord, they still get the same coverage that they would get through a cash deposit. And so just making moving into a new home easier is really how we started and removing that cash barrier is where it all began for us.
1: And it makes a lot of sense that you guys got started in New York city. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Yep. And New York city, obviously like you want to talk about an expense to move into an apartment. I mean, it, you have, you know, the application, you mentioned application fee, and then you, you got to reserve the elevator and your move in day. So then you have to pay for that. And then there's a processing and admin fee for who knows what. And then, then you, then you've got, okay, first month's rent and the security deposit. I mean, all out. I mean, it, a modest apartment, it could honestly be what six, seven grand out of pocket just just to get into your first month, and you still have to, you've got everything else that you've got to take care of, and so the instead of you know say three thousand five hundred bucks going towards a down payment or a, a for, you know security deposit, how, how much is it? Like what are we talking here? This is costs for the yep. the renter.
2: Great question. Range is based on the renter and also the amount of coverage that you need, and the mm-hmm. coverage would be replacing your security deposit amount. But it could be ten bucks for a thousand dollars of coverage per month, ten dollars a month. It could be fifteen dollars a month. It really depends on the renter. I think the important point is that it's so much more affordable if that's your choice than shelling mm-hmm. out one thousand in the New York case we just mentioned five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars front. and you know I. I'm tying this back to why we started. One of the reasons we started is because most Americans have $400 or less in their savings account. So if you need mm-hmm. to spend all of that to move into the new home that you found, you no longer have a backup plan if anything goes wrong. And so being able to choose how you want to spend your money is really the goal for us. So if you'd rather pay 10 12 15 bucks a month for a security deposit insurance policy with us versus spending thousands up front, it just gives you the freedom to decide like to buy a new couch with that cash, or you'd love to keep it in your savings account for a rainy day, but it gives you the freedom to decide how you want to spend your money.
1: I have to pick on you for just a second here. That was (laughs) such an insurance industry answer. It (laughs) all depends. Uh
2: it um, does it, just, you it know, really does right because it totally does news, i understand you know, we're, we're gonna underwrite you i don't we don't need to hide that nate you're gonna be underwritten that's <laughs> based on all the normal qualifications that you would see when you apply for something right and it's based on but, your coverage so listen we want you to choose rhino so we're gonna give you the best price we can but it's gonna be different you. yeah yeah
1: totally and, and so that was actually the follow-up here though is it is it um Dependent on the renter, are there factors of the renter and the unit landlord, or like what are like the buckets of factors? Yeah, really that, good question.
2: I think this uh, is for like understanding wh- what, of how, how that, that happens structure to or is how
1: much that's going to. There cost are
2: renter qualifications, renter. so it's all the things you would normally see if you apply for insurance or a credit card. So we're asking for things, the same things really you're putting on your leasing application. We are asking for income. We're asking for employment history. We are checking your credit. So we're doing a typical underwriting mm-hmm. you would see for any sort of financial or insurance product. And then the other big factor is really your deposit amount. So if you were going to pay $2,000 for a cash deposit, that's the coverage that you would have with our insurance policy. And the higher the coverage, the higher the pricing will be because we need to provide more coverage to the landlord. So between renter qualification and how much the coverage is for the landlord, those two things really make up how much the renter pays us each month. And lots of renters, by the way, choose to pay us all up front, which is great too. We love that.
1: Got it. Got it. I, I wanna I wanna kind of focus on on your skill sets here because you know you, you, you talked about uh, you know well you obviously you're going deep into the insurance side so you know that side of the business this is a real estate focused product so you have to understand like there's multiple players here. And for points of friction, how did you find yourself leading partner success at Rhino? Do you come from real estate? Not is it the tech? None of the above. You know, and so insurance background I worked really for the largest here? bank
2: in the country for almost 13 years. I had a wonderful career there. And I remember one of the things we talked about frequently there is that money is the most important thing to a lot of people outside, of course, family and health probably, but it's really what you need to be able to live the life that you want to live. And so we took banking like very seriously. Wow, that sounded really corny, but I I genuinely mean that, right? Money is like a very important part of people living the life that they want to live. Um, I was not in any type of real estate. I worked for a smaller real estate startup before I came to Rhino and so Rhino was really my first adventure into real estate, definitely in, definitely into prop tech or insure tech. Mm-hmm. But the reason I really really loved Rhino is similar to what I mentioned about the banking piece of it. The home that you live in is such a big part of your life. It's a huge part of your family. You might be raising your dog or your kids. You know, it's where you live. And so I think the mission is really really important. And I link it back to my experience in banking, which is such an important part of your life. Anything that we can do to make it easier because it is such a hard thing and that's moving. That's really how I ended up here. And for Rhino specifically, one of the things that really really excited me to join almost 3 years ago was it was just such a clear product market fit. It it's just almost a no-brainer if you're a renter or if you're a landlord. I mean, I said at the very top, everybody has rented, will rent, is renting, knows someone who's renting. If you have the choice between the two things, it was just so clear that it worked for both renters and landlords. So that was one of the things I was most excited about when I joined. I've worked for a handful of startups in my day. So to have a product market fear that's so fit, that's so, so, so clear, and then our job is to get it into the right people's hands is just, what an exciting challenge.
1: So let, let's talk about how you're, you're, you're reaching these partners. You know, So my, my experience comes from the mom-pop world they're notoriously difficult to, uh, to identify. They don't typically list their business names or they're not very established, but you're talking about like larger private or property management companies or larger investment companies. So it's a little bit of a different uh, go to market uh, than just putting up some ads or like showing up and, and at a conference. Like what are you doing to get in front of them and show them the value that Rhino has to offer to their renters?
2: Great question. So we work with partners of mostly all sizes. If you've got more than 150 units under management, like Rhino is definitely something that can benefit you. And we'll get into this a little later, but our new product Rhino Plus is definitely something that benefits partners of all sizes from there and up. You know, when we started, it was kind of a typical startup experience. If you think of any startup, you're creating demand. So we had a sales team. We still do, right? We had a wonderful sales team getting out there, reaching partners, pitching partners on what Rhino had to offer it at the beginning. And I would say still today, it's breaking through Mm -hmm. inertia, deposits specifically when we were out there with security deposit insurance. It's been done the same way for a very, very long time. And so getting out there at the beginning and still today is really breaking through processes that may not be as efficient and I would say are definitely not efficient, um, as efficient as landlords and our partners would like, um, but they could just work a whole lot more efficiently, quicker, better for everybody. And so at the beginning, it was a lot of sales effort, getting out there, building relationships. We also have three founders. Um, one of them was a property owner and manager himself. And so I think bringing that experience and helping to connect their landlords was really, really important early on and then i'm really happy to say again as kind of a startup path goes it was a lot of creating demand and then really focusing in on those relationships to create adoption and through those relationships we would meet you know, there's a lot of movements within the property management industry. So we would meet somebody who moved to another manager or to another owner, and we would make connections that way and start building mm-hmm. relationships where somebody would bring us to their new company or refer us to another company. So that's something that's really cool and rewarding to see through too, I think, as you move through the startup journey on how we continue to get out there. We've also done a lot of things like conferences, I think that we've all, you know, heard of, been to, attended. So I think through a lot of, initial sales motion with our target partners, learning a lot about how we could help those partners from them and then branching out through our relationships. That's really how we've been able to grow our network. And now we've got three million units wow. you know, that we offer Rhino security deposit insurance on. With yeah. with
1: a lot more units to go. I mean, what do you what do you estimate three three million within your ideal buy box? How many more is there available on the market that's still not even Not just using Rhino, like just like not using security deposit alternatives at all. Like how how many more are out there?
2: Yeah, I mean, we could 10X that and still not reach the cap of how many rental units are out there, both multifamily and single family. So there's still some room to go. And it's one of the reasons I'm excited about Mm -hmm. Rhino Plus, what we're doing is because it's still offering security deposit insurance, but it's also really focused on the move in and move out experience holistically for renters and landlords. And that's something that I don't think it matters like. If you're a property owner, if you're a manager, if you've got 150 units or if you've got 150,000, everyone is looking for efficiencies there from the partner standpoint and from the renter standpoint, again, like our first and you know, foremost, our mission is to make renting a whole lot easier. And that's a piece of it too.
1: Okay. So before we move on here, uh, you mentioned something about generating demand and demand generation. And I, I've always been of the side of, I like demand capture. Where there's a defined audience, even if they're not defined, there's still people out there raising their hand. They say, I want to buy this thing. I think it's a little bit easier. I can put an ad in front of them and I can bring them in. Demand generation, I have to like tell you about a problem that you may or may not even know exists and then point you to the solution. And there's just a if you just go pure ads, it's very expensive. So you mentioned doing a lot of outreach. For other startups out there that are changing the way we do something or offering a new solution into the market that can... You know, create new value. And from your perspective, I'm seeing on the inside, what do what do other teams need to know about how difficult it is to generate demand, and what it takes to do that effectively? Because you guys have proven it. You know, you've been at this, you've you've made it through the pandemic. Uh, you're coming out on the other side. You're still in growth mode. So, what do other startups need to know in order to do that well?
2: I'm really passionate about this. I think with your background, you'll probably share this passion. It's really about talking to your customers, especially your early customers. A lot of startups when you're starting out, you've got a great idea. You think it's a great idea. And I'm sure you're starting this company or starting this adventure because you have a lot of conviction around that. In our case, I mentioned one of our founders was also a multifamily owner. So we had a little knowledge, right? And he had a lot of strong conviction with our other founders on why this would work. But think for really any team. And that goes for your sales team, your product team, engineering team, your marketing team, even talking to your customers, vetting the ideas you have, really Mm. understanding from them what they think the value is early on, but also continually. I, I cannot say enough about it. Even You know, we're six years in now and we have an advisory board for our partners. We talk to partners regularly, our product team, our engineering team. We are connecting with them to kind of run this thing by them, whatever the thing is we're working on, whether it's a new representation of a product, it's something on the back end. We want to hear from them. Does the value that they see match up with what we think the value is? Because really Mm -hmm. what we think it is is irrelevant. Is it delivering what they need? So I, I just cannot say enough about that. And I'm obviously very passionate about it.
1: Talk to your customers. That is revolutionary. (laughs) (laughs) So somehow we got to get the get, get everyone else to know about that. Uh, it it seems like that one, that one's been missing, but yeah, well, you know, it is what it is. I, well, thanks for sharing that. All right, let's jump into Rhino plus. Um, I I don't, I don't want to ruin it. Walk me through. What is it?
2: Rhino plus is the easiest way to move in and move out renters. And so, that's on the landlord and our partner side of it, but also the renter experience. So if you think about moving in, earlier I talked about applying for an apartment, right? Lots of barriers, lots of fees, you have to apply, you choose if you want a cash deposit, security deposit, insurance, there's a lot going on. Mm -hmm. Once you say yes to doing that, that's actually when the move in experience begins. So now you have to complete payment for all of those things. There's probably, as you mentioned, an application fee. There might be a pet fee, right? You've got to complete your actual application. All of the monies that are involved there, choose a move-in day, you schedule a walkthrough. There's actually so much involved beyond what we talked about earlier. And on the renter side, you know, we said this, it's a lot. That's combined with uprooting your family and finding a moving company, if that's what you're doing, or renting a truck, its it's a lot. So on the renter side making that process a whole lot more streamlined by bringing all of the monies that are due enabling a system where they can pay it in one place really streamlines that for them. And on the landlord side, most landlords are doing this in a really kind of piecemealed way. So a lot of landlords are using different systems to satisfy the security deposit or rhino versus any other move-in fees that they have versus the application. It's all in a lot of different places and For those properties that have leasing agents working they're also on the other side of it using all of those the leasing agents are using all of those systems just to get somebody in an apartment so it's yeah it's it's a lot on both sides and so rhino plus is the first piece of software that brings everything move-in related as far as fees and money that you need to pay to move in into one place for both the renter but also for the landlord so for the first time we're bringing all of those systems together and visibility into all of it And then we're doing the same thing on the back end. So now we just went through move out, but when you're in a renter, I'm sorry, move in. When you're a renter and you're moving out, it's all of that work. Again, Somebody's inspecting your apartment and determining if the is is still in good shape. And now there's a fee that you're paying to come out of your security deposit. You need to get some of that back. They need to keep it there. They need to return that money. There's just, there's so much happening. So bringing all of that into one piece of software for the first time is what Rhino Plus is. Now, through that is how we offer security deposit insurance. That's where we started. That remains our mission, Mm -hmm. right, is making moving a whole lot easier. So when I said at the front end, the move in experience, bringing all of those monies that the renter is paying into one place, that includes offering security deposit insurance, and that benefits the renter because for the first time, they can really see what are my options to move into this apartment all in one place versus having a very disjointed experience.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and honestly, like the, the move in spot, the move out spot is the, is the part that is always, even it's frustrating for me and I only have one residential unit and, uh, they rarely ever move out, which is great, but they usually, I usually get groups that renew every two, every two years, I get a new cycle of tenants, but it's, there's, there's a lot of coordination between the move out and then the next move in. And in that, in that shuffle, invariably somebody never gives me an updated address on where to send their check. And the platform I use for collecting rent doesn't send money. So I have to do that in like a different, and I'm like, I'm just one, I'm, I'm just one. That's just one unit. And I like, I feel that pain. I'm like, if times in that by you, you, you could have easily 20 simultaneous move outs and you know, they're occurring over a weekend and during the weekdays and, you know, all that. So it's, it's so frustrating to even hear you talk through it. Um,
2: <laughs> I'm for sure my long no. list of what needs to happen is help bring the frustration <laughs> on both sides. Yeah. Yes, and yes. that was just the piece of it. That, that was just some of it.
1: But one of the, one of the frustrating things, you know, in the industry, and I imagine you get some pushback on this is that people don't want another piece of software. They don't want another login. And uh, this has also been a challenge because there's a, I think this is, there's a, a new wave of some really good stuff coming for property managers and i'm not going to talk bad on any incumbents but there's definitely some incumbent softwares that mm-hmm. are kind of like this this wall if you will and they have a kind of version of all the new stuff but not really and they kind of have all these integration abilities but not really how are you guys handling that are you able to integrate into some of the incumbent softwares or work with them and or if not, we like, sure are. What are you so doing Rhino
2: doing? Plus can be used as a standalone product, just like Rhino Security Deposit Insurance can as well. We've got a really great portal that our landlords operate in, and we have a landlord-facing portal and a renter-facing portal so that everybody has visibility, right? It's another part of making renting a whole lot easier. So you can operate standalone without any type of property management system or integration, but we also do integrate with all of the incumbents. And so when I said the first you know, time having everything in one place, integrating with the existing property management software for our landlord partners is a huge piece of that. It's bringing this whole move in and move out piece into the place where they're already doing most of their work every day. And it doesn't just benefit on the landlord side, the leasing team, who again, are usually juggling all of these things. There are a lot more teams involved at the landlord. I know you are the team in your case with the property, but there's an accounting team. There's probably a renewals team involved. There's all of these other people. And there's a compliance piece of it to make sure that your renters that are getting money back are getting it Mm -hmm. on time. So there's all of these people involved. So integrating into the system where everyone's working and tracking that money is a huge piece of how we're bringing it all into one place for the first time
1: got it yeah and that totally makes a lot of sense to me um now i know that you guys are uh as far as like types of uh of buildings you can be multifamily you can be single family and you probably have nationwide coverage um but are there any particular markets that seem like they're leaning one way or the other like where they're willing to adopt uh you know alternatives like this or and then or are there are markets that are almost being forced through legislation and and forced to offer, uh, you know, some sort of, option that's driving adoption in in any particular geographic area for you guys
2: there are a couple of markets on both sides of the country who have adopted renter's choice legislation or something similar rhino's really been at the forefront of helping that legislation and Mm -hmm. really simply said it's giving renters exactly that a choice and how they want to satisfy their security deposit for their new home so whether Mm -hmm. that be cash or rhino or an alternative so there are a couple places that have passed legislation i know there's more to come for sure we have a lot of adoption truly across the country. We see a lot of it in places like where I live, I'm from Phoenix, rent is really, really high. A lot of people moved here during COVID, a city like Austin would say something, the sunny states, right? No, I'm joking. Um, but a lot of people, you know, have moved to different places, rent is skyrocketing. So being able to offer something that isn't a $5,000 cash deposit has really helped us gain popularity in those places. Texas and Florida, really similar story. They've got different laws around how much they're allowed to charge for security deposits, so being able So offer and, you know, something else has been really important in those two markets. So it's not meant to be a cop out, Nate, and say we're popular everywhere. But truly, we've got adoption across the country for different reasons, for sure.
1: I didn't take it as a cop out. <laughs> I, I, I just figured it was another insurance answer. We're kind of.
2: <laughs> Everyone loves that. That's the, that's the message. Here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, it, it's all good. I mean, you know, and, and I think about things like this, like, you know, it's gotta be difficult for the product team though, to, to consider like what you're building because, you know, in some cities like Chicago, I, I believe the security, if you do take a security deposit, it has to be interest bearing. Mm-hmm. And so if, this is an it is an alternative let's say the take rate on residents is 50%. I have no idea if it's higher or lower. That means 50% of the other residents are still opting for a security deposit. And so in Chicago, it has to get into interest bearing account and I don't really know if the interest goes to the tenant or not. I can't remember how that goes, right? But that's not a requirement in all other cities, let alone all states. So like how does that like how's your team adjusting or or like, you know, adapting to that because it's it's really difficult to keep up on this state by state, let alone, and then having to know it city by city.
2: Uh, so we've got a lot of teams at Rhino. One of them is a compliance team. And mm. huge piece of what they do is staying on top of the legislation that I just mentioned. And also with Rhino Plus, we had to become much more familiar than we had ever been before with compliance of returning deposits as well because bringing everything into one piece of software as I mentioned also means that we don't want you to have to go outside the software to understand what the requirements are on when the security deposit remainder needs to be delivered and how and in what time frame. So that team is really responsible for making sure that we are compliant and then working with our product team because, Inevitably, then the product is a little different in each state where the renter is checking out based on their property address so that we can make sure that we are compliant within that state. And it's really mm. important, I think, for us too to give our landlords peace of mind who choose to partner with us as well.
1: Now, in becoming more familiar with that process, uh, invariably in startups, we we come up with ideas and we're convinced they're going to change the world. And then we, we ship something. And then it's crickets or it's like a, a, a crashing ship that, <laughs> it's just thunderous. Are there any failed experiments or, uh, you know, ideas that you guys had along the way in developing Rhino plus or any of the other products that you can share about what those failed experiments were and, and what you guys learned from them?
2: Yeah. I would say one sort of, piece along the rhino plus journey was actually learning more about how much it benefited accounting teams so it was something we had a little bit of an idea on when we set out but again our mission is to make renting a whole lot easier for renters and for partners and the accounting team is a huge piece of that partnership for sure but it's not a team that we really interacted with a ton with security deposit insurance and so i would say once we became aware of this because again talk to your customers, another headline message. We became aware of this through the building of Rhino Plus. We really went out there, talked to a lot of accounting teams at our current partners and prospective partners to understand more about their process on the move out piece, which was really what was new to us with Rhino Plus, really understand that process. And we just found so much value for those accounting teams that ended up really forming the way that we gave that information back to them for move out so that we could add value, not just to the renter, leasing agents, you know, the owner, the manager, but also to the accounting team who's really responsible for all of this money movement. So I think that was a really important piece of the journey. It wasn't a failure by any means. I think it had the potential to be had we not had those learnings, but thank goodness that we were talking to our customers and we really started to understand what that value was. And then we were able to double down on value for additional teams at the partner.
1: It could be the title of this podcast. Why you should talk
2: to <laughs> I, Not my intention. Uh, but, you know, if that's the message but that comes I, out of this, just, I think it's a great one.
1: It just makes sense, right? I mean, you know, and it obviously, like, it speaks to your role as, like, overseeing partner success. I mean, it's kind of impossible, in my opinion, to do that without actually, like, really knowing their pains. Because that's what you're trying to solve for. It's not just that they're successful with your product. That, that it makes them successful in in their business. So, obviously... It makes a ton of sense. Yeah, we've had
2: some happy learnings along the way, too. I didn't mention this at the top, but a couple of years ago, we launched renter's insurance as a product offering through the same Rhino Mm -hmm. security deposit insurance application. And that was something, again, that if we want to make renting easier and making move in easier, offering something that most landlords require through that same process, which Mm -hmm. is sort of a natural next step. But we learned about that through building our other products. So what a, not a happy accident, but what a happy accident that we were able to learn so much more through our existing product about what else renters need and be able to offer that as well.
1: Now as a, I wasn't planning on going down the route of renters insurance, but let's go there. Uh, So does does that kind of work like bundling? You know, like commercials are like bundle your home and auto. Can <laughs> I mean, you just bundle your security deposit and renter's insurance? Is that how that works? Or do you have to? is it two different companies or you know two different pol- like how, walk me through how that works you, uh, just logistically from the renter perspective Yep,
2: you do it all through rhino that was kind of the point of it right is to keep everything in one streamlined flow through for the renter and mm. so you can say yes i want security deposit insurance through when you're signing up with rhino we'll say would you also like renter's insurance here's your quote you say yes to that you do get a small discount for doing both for sure i think that's the bundle bundle part i won't use the rest of that phrase uh it's the bundle part of it. Um, so you do get a small discount yep. for doing that, but you also get to do it in one place. Your landlord now sees that you have renter's insurance and you've satisfied your security deposit insurance policy. So yeah. just knocking a bunch of things out in one, one spot.
1: It, it just makes sense. And I'm, I'm actually really fascinated by the um, just the uh, awareness and the take of renter's insurance over the last few years. It's And this is like one of those small areas of all throughout real estate. When I think about that's really transformed because without the integration of better tech and seamless experiences and improved user interfaces, render insurance just never had a place to live. And I never heard commercials for it. I never saw ads for it. I I was, I, I was never even aware of it until probably a few years ago when, when we partnered with Lemonade. And I was like, I don't have, what what is renter's insurance like? And then I learned how cheap it was. And then I learned it covered like theft of my own stuff. I was like, well, I live in a city. Uh, Yes, (laughs) (laughs) something is going to find a new owner without my permission. So I think I'm going to to get this coverage. It just makes sense. And so this is one of those areas I actually get pretty pretty stoked about because it's it's just proof that, hey, there's so much more to be done here. And for the renter, you know, in PropTech, I think we often think about the owners and we think about the investors. Um, but you know, one of the things that I evaluated with the show is, you know, changing, you know, it's about how we live about how we go through life and little things like that can make all the difference, you know, just delivering that little bit better value and giving those opportunities to people who normally wouldn't get that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's just kind of cool to see those, those developments. Yeah. And
2: if you boil it down, I thought you just had such a good example. You thought, hey, I'd live in a big city. You know, I love renter's insurance for this reason. I think because renter's insurance didn't have a home, you were stuck, what, calling different companies that offer renters insurance, right?
1: You are not going to call nobody <laughs>
2: right here. You're, you're Googling. You're really trying to figure it out on your own yet. Your landlord's saying you have to have it. So mm-hmm. again, I think like bringing it together, making it just a much more streamlined experience gives you, I don't know, a half hour back in that day that you're not calling insurance companies and do with it what you yeah. choose. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Please don't make me do that or go to the DMV. Yeah.
2: That sounds, um, <laughs>
1: Yeah. Christine, we're going to jump to uh, one of my favorite segments of the show. It's called For the Future. For the Future is when I get to ask each guest who comes on the show to give their best predictions based on the following four questions. Are you ready to play? I am ready to play. All right, let's do this. First one, what does Rhino look like one year from now?
2: Rhino has developed the Rhino Plus product, which I mentioned we started offering a few months ago, and it takes hold as the product to move in and move out your renters, the one piece of software for our landlord partners. Um, I think I talked a bunch about it. We all know what it is now. But the efficiencies that our landlords gain from doing that, I think, is something everyone's looking for in terms of operating costs. So I see those two things coming together and Rhino Plus being really the offering that we're seeing in all of our landlord partners.
1: Awesome. Question two, what percentage of renters will opt in for a security deposit alternative, possibly Rhino, by year-end
2: 2025? Uh, 85%. 85%? 85%. 85%? 85%.
1: That's obviously new, new move-ins, new moves.
2: I assume the same. Yes, A- 85% yeah. of new okay. move yes.
1: Do you know what it is today?
2: I don't. Across all of the products, no, I don't.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That. Uh, okay, I'll, let me press. Like, Why do you think it's going to be so high? I feel like that's high. I,
2: I think it is high. I believe in it, obviously. I think that's pretty clear based <laughs> on where where I'm coming from today. Um, the reason that I think think that that's the case is because we have a whole new generation of renters, which is Gen Z, who are looking for the best deal, the best way they can save money, what's cutting edge. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really important piece of the puzzle coming up here. We've got a lot of renters who are choosing to rent, right? Because they don't want to buy a house. And so I think they're looking for ways to save money. They're also looking for ways to rent a whole lot easier. And I think as that continues to, the word continues to get out, if you will, so we'll have people look at 10 bucks a month versus $1,000 in cash and say, I would rather spend my money elsewhere. And I can't emphasize enough that I think that the Gen Z population into renting, I think will really drive that as well.
1: Very cool. Yeah. All right. Number three here on for the future. What's one industry trend you think will continue, but you wish would go away?
2: Wow. That's a tough question, Nate. Hmm. This is very, very specific to what we do, and we've talked a lot about this today, but I think any money movement on paper, I think will continue, but I really wish it would go away. And that means, right, if you want to go to Western Union and get a money order, you have to get a cashier's check and drop it off as a security deposit or that's how you're paying rent. I think, listen, it's an extra 10, 15 minutes you probably don't want to spend in your move-in process. Um, It's something that can be done a whole lot easier, but we've got just some really, Mm -hmm. really, Old processes that are out there that we've just been doing for a really long time, and a lot of us get comfortable, and those things stick around. So, I think it'll continue. I think it'll continue for sure. But I'd love to see everybody move to a simpler life, which means using technology for that.
1: When when we moved to Chicago, I went out there for two day a two day visit. One was to hang out with my my team at the time, and and to and. And then the second day was really to like find a part, place to live because mm-hmm. I was moving there in two weeks with and I didn't have anything lined up, and the realtor was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, just uh, drop off a, a check. I got a slot in my door, um, but it needs to be a cashier's check." Okay, slot in the door is literally a glass door that is facing a very busy corridor walkway that anybody could just smash and grab. And there was other checks just lying oh, there. Wow. You could see them just lying on the floor. It was like, this is guy, come on. And she'd been in business for 50 years, probably. And um, you know, it it was I could I I literally was like, I can't believe I'm gonna I'm gonna do this.
2: A pile but of I checks. I should not <laughs> a pile of checks. There you was
1: said multiple that. checks, right. multiple checks. I was I had so many questions. One, who's paying this lady? Like, how are they paying? how is this still winning business? But also, has nothing ever gone wrong? Really? <laughs> You're telling me. No-
2: I, also, oh, gosh, your checks are expensive. They really are. You're paying money to spend your own money. That's all. Uh, yeah.
1: I don't Yeah. I don't think Chase charged me for that. I don't, I don't think Chase charges for that. Do they? I'm glad he did. No, I don't remember if they do. I'm glad he did. Yeah. Chase is good. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. All right. Question. Last one here on for the future. What's one thing you believe will dramatically change? or fade away in real estate as a result of tech advances?
2: Uh, I think what's going to happen to our leasing agent population is really, really interesting. I think that leasing agents will start, will continue to be really necessary in the process of leasing. But what we're seeing, I think, is balancing the immediacy of when people want to view an apartment, want to go tour that apartment, when they want to move into that apartment. So leasing agents are a really, really important part of that puzzle. But through COVID, we saw that relationship change a little bit. There was the rise of virtual leasing. Again, I think Gen Z mm-hmm. is also playing a huge part in needing the virtual leasing. So I think that the job of the leasing agent isn't just new move-ins and getting tenants and right, They also play such a huge role in maintenance and keeping residents happy but I think that that role will evolve a lot and we've got some figuring out to do on how we can continue to keep renters happy which a huge is a huge part of the role while also welcoming technology to make moving in a whole lot easier like virtual touring and leasing that's really interesting to me something I'm fascinated by
1: i I'm actually I really like that you brought that up one thing that I had a really good conversation with Sam Deport he's the uh he leads uh Reso standards. Uh, organization and uh he had mentioned you know his feedback from working with all the mls's and what he's seeing is that rental activity in the mls is, is up and it's been up and it continues to trend that way and uh, i'm i don't know if that's leasing agents or if that's other real estate agents now doing more in the rentals space mm-hmm. but it does seem like there's i don't is it a resurgence of the need or the desire for someone to help with rental because the level of competition is so high, especially if you're in a, in a city, it, it just makes sense to have that fiduciary on your side. Uh, whatever they have access to or can find and putting offers in for you because, you know, it hasn't always been this competitive, but it is pretty competitive in some areas. So it'll be interesting to see where that continues to go. If, if new supply doesn't satisfy demand, uh, and more renters come online, it, it could be a little bit of a resurgence of the leasing agent or leasing agent services. Uh, so it'll be interesting to, to see over the next few years. I think so. All right. We're going to jump to the last. Sorry about that. I just
2: said, I think so too.
1: Okay. Uh, last three here, Christine. Um, these are going to be uh, questions just a little bit more about you. So our listeners get to know you better. First one, what are you reading?
2: Oh gosh. Um, I, j- <laughs> I don't know why I just became embarrassed to admit this. I'm about to finish reading Prince Harry's book.
1: I don't, I don't, is it like an autobiography or it
2: is it's an autobiography i'm at okay. the very very end of it i was on lucky enough to be on vacation a few weeks ago i went really deep on it hmm. i've got i don't know just a few pages left so i don't think i think we all know how the autobiography ends uh but i'm almost i have all. no idea he marries you know, don't spoil he, it yeah i'm not gonna say anything else that's it
1: <laughs> <laughs> just kidding <laughs> okay there we go all right question number two Who are you learning from?
2: Oh, wow. Uh, First and foremost, the people around me at Rhino. I genuinely mean this. These are the smartest, most talented people that I've ever worked with. Um, So learning from them as we're sort of on this journey together to figure out how Rhino Plus can add the most value to all of our partners has been an incredible experience, and it truly is a team effort. I think a lot of times when you're building a product, it really sits with the product team, maybe the development team, right? And you've got some growth in there. I think really understanding like at Rhino through our finance team, I really understanding together how we make the most of this has been enlightening for me not just on the Rhino side and what we want to do with our product, but I also mentioned I don't have a real estate background. And so all of these things force me to learn more about that, to connect how we can make you know, value happen for our partners. So I would say that's been kind of the, the peak of my learning for the past few months is really working through what this will be like with the team.
1: All right. And the last one here, what inspires you?
2: Gosh, I think that we all work really, really hard to do the things we love with the people we love. And that's the most important part. And so I, what really inspires me, I think is, you know, my own personal story. We've all got one on how I grew up and the amazing parents, you know, and sister and family um, that I have and being able to work really, really hard to spend the time with the people I love, choose when I can do that. I think it's something that's really, really important to me. And I think to everybody, at least in their own way. So what really inspires me to keep going is the ability to do that.
1: Christine, it's been awesome. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, I'm glad to finally have Rhino in here and also to get a little deeper in learning about some of the things that you guys have been working on and where you're headed from here. Uh, Before we close out, for those who want to either get in touch with you and or learn more about Rhino, where do they go and how do they do that?
2: You can visit Rhino at sayrhino.com. So S-A-Y rhino.com. You can find us on LinkedIn. Our marketing team does an incredible job of posting, especially educational content. So if you want to learn more about Rhino, just a snippet, great place to go on LinkedIn. You can also find me on LinkedIn. It's Christine without an H, just to make it a little extra challenging. Brown.
1: I'll have those links uh, underneath this podcast description on technest.io. Easy for everyone to find. Uh, it'll be great uh, to, to see what you guys build from here. Uh, I'll be watching from afar, but until then, we'll see you later. Thanks for listening to Tech Nest,
0: the PropTech podcast. Find all the links and resources mentioned in this episode on technest.io. You can get future episodes delivered to your ears directly by subscribing to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all other major podcast apps. Follow TechNast on social media to stay up to speed on new developments, resources, and announcements in (laughs) PropTech. Your support is greatly appreciated. There's two ways you can directly support this podcast. Share episodes you find interesting, and then leave a review of the show in the app store. From Nate and the TechNest team, thanks for listening.